fools. You're all fools. Of course I took a dive. Don't you see? Who do you think was the one person that bet on Jesus to win? Me, you idiots! Now I will take all your hard-earned money and return to hell a much richer prince of darkness who buys real estate. Ha ha I don't believe this! Yeah, what a mean thing to do! Farewell, fools! Man, that guy is a jerk! Kick ass! Welcome to Going Down to South Bar, the podcast where we have ourselves a time. This week we are here to review the 10th episode of the series, but it's somewhat confusing the order in which this was aired and produced, but we'll get to that in a moment. It is Damien, I am Dando. And I am Guy. Yes, and if anything good has come out of the age of streaming and things like that, it's they the networks don't feel compelled to swap the... Uh, What's the, the running order of their episodes around to think, oh, well, no, it, it might be a bit easier if we do it this way. You just throw it at you and you get it how you get it. Yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, hello, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys to chin, uh, for tuning to the show. Now, on that note you just mentioned, Mr. Davis, about networks fucking around with shows orders in which they air, like Firefly, things like that. That actually wasn't the case here. This was Trey Parker and Matt Stone's decision because this was their intended Christmas special until they made sort of, I don't know whether it was last minute, but they made a decision to go, Mr. Hanky, they always wanted to do an episode about a talking piece of shit. That's where South Park was born, the idea for South Park. And they decided to make him the Christmas poo. So that's why they made that the Christmas special and bumped this one forward to the, I believe, February air date, in which this aired, yeah, back in all the way in February. So... This was originally going to be the Christmas special, and then they went, nope, we prefer Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo, which I think was the correct decision. This was nowhere near as much of a Christmas special as the last episode, as Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo. In my opinion, it didn't have that sort of feel-good vibe to it. It, it kind of did, but nowhere near on the levels of Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo. So I think they made the right decision there to switch it up a bit. But um, yeah, the yeah. So networks weren't to blame for this. It was Trey Parker and Matt Stone. It was them all along. Oh. Blame those guys then. But no, I agree with you, Dando. I think uh, Mr. Henke the Christmas Pooh was a far more appropriate Christmas episode, had far more of the spirit of Christmas in mm. it. And of course, this has Jesus in it, uh, whose birthday is, of course, Christmas, but at the same time, doesn't feel necessarily Christmassy. And I get the feeling they would probably, our boys Parker and Son, would probably get themselves into, not into trouble, but they'd be courting a little bit of controversy by consciously bringing together Jesus and Christmas so much. I think you've got people out there who take Jesus very seriously and you know take his birth very seriously and all that, and any sort of uh, indication that you're being a bit flippant about it is like, what, what, what? You get a bit uh, Carl's mom on them. So, I mean, not that they would shy away from controversy or anything like that, but... I think they are softies at heart, and I think the Mr. Hanky Christmas episode was, yes, indeed, far more Christmassy. This, yes, works better just as a standalone story about the eternal battle between good and evil, Jesus and Satan. Yes, well, the, the what you are just mentioning there about if they had incorporated Jesus into the Christmas special, that was the whole basis for the story of Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo. You, couldn't, you can't do this in the school play. You can't do that in the school play. You can't bring this. It's going to offend this religion. going to offend that, uh, offend that one. So I can see what you're trying to say there. I also just think that this episode, it was fine, but it hadn't, it just, <laughs> I don't know, for me it just lacked that little something. Obviously because this was originally the Christmas special, they were intending to sort of get the Jesus and Satan having a boxing fight. Yeah. How wacky is this? How crazy is this to be a Christmas special? But I just think that... For some reason, I can't quite put my finger on... It was about two-thirds of the way episode and up through the episode, and I went, something's just not 
here for me. I think I just really enjoyed the last episode. This one just wasn't quite there for me. It was not a bad episode. I just did not enjoy it as the last couple. This is where we differ, Dan. Because okay. yeah, I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of fun out of this one. I think uh, it had some really solid storytelling with the parallel stories about Jesus versus Satan and uh, and Damien sort of being the new kid in school. Uh, I, I was in, I enjoyed both parts for different reasons, uh, but they both struck me as really really humorous and having a bit of a message to them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought it was solid storytelling, sprinkled with uh, a good bit of humor. Yeah, I really enjoyed Cartman in this. He was, he was, he was in my favorite <laughs> moments. So we'll, we'll get to that before. But uh, you were mentioning there about Damien being the new kid in school. So that was actually based on Parker's childhood. So he attended a new school, uh, I want to say primary school, uh, elementary school, is what you say in the States, mm-hmm. but primary school here, where he joined the school with only three weeks left in the school year. And he said he was just relentlessly bullied because he knew well, there's no way I'm going to be able to join a gang or join a certain group at this late in the in the in the scenario. So he said it was just horrific, just getting teased, and he was he was Damien for that for that three weeks there. So that's where the basis for that came from. But I've got a quote here from Parker. I'm getting back to offending people. And Parker said about this episode that uh, this may have been at the time when it first came out, but he said, "Look, we're not in the business of offending people. We're in the business of making people laugh." Yes. I really like that quote because it's like. If you don't like it, just don't watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, I think... Well, Dave Chappelle said something quite similar recently in one of his stand-up specials. He said, sometimes the funniest thing to say is something mean. But when I say it, I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm saying it because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think Parker and Stone were just way ahead of their time when it came to what you can get away with on television because... Yeah, put, absolutely. They, they certainly push some boundaries, even in this episode. Yeah, and, and one other thing that they point out, or that they allude to in this episode, and you know, it's a terrible truth, but sometimes you've got to bring those to light. Piling on the bullied kid can actually stop you from being bullied. It's mm-hmm. a terrible thing to say, and it's not the way the world should operate. In a perfect world, it would not be that way. But if you come to a new school and peer pressure. You know, Oh, yeah, you're the new kid in school. Yeah, we're going to have a go at you. It's like, okay, it's like jail. Find the, um, you either take out the the toughest guy in the yard, or <laughs> or, or you find, or, or, or you make fun of the kid that shits his pants. Yeah, or you find a little whip, and yes, you find you find fart boy. Yeah, <laughs> you go, no, no, I'm not fart boy. That's fart boy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, so he is. Yeah, let's go back to bullying the original kid. And tough break for that one. But, you know, what are you going to do? Welcome to the jungle, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Whilst this show wasn't intended for children to, to watch, obviously, it's amazing how they were really able to encapsulate what it was like to be a kid. I think that's why kids loved this show. And in the schoolyard, mm. we all talked about it because it was like, they're behaving like we do. All those like- other kids on TV, they don't talk the way we do. This is how we are. Yeah, it's... Do you remember any kids at your school going, hey, did you watch Full House last night? Oh, yeah, he's so cool. Like, that, no, that, that, was, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, essentially, it's like, oh, yeah, South, are they watching us? Do they know what we're talking about? <laughs> it really is. Uh, and a couple of notes here. So, Michael Buffer appeared in this. Because when I watched it, I'll go, fuck, he does a really good impersonation of Michael Buffer. Mm. And then I read it. No, it actually was Michael Buffer. The Let's well, get ready Michael to Buffer man. is the... The boxing, he's known for just well, being the, the most iconic boxing announcer of all time. 
Really? Well, what's his catchphrase? Oh, let's get ready to rumble, man. Yes. Oh, come on. Let me hear it. Let's get ready to rumble. Anyway. Holy shit. It's like I'm <laughs> listening to Michael Buffett. That, that was a really good one. <laughs> so he, I couldn't want to do it too late because Holly's asleep. I'm waiting for Nicola to walk in the room and go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but uh, so he actually owns the rights to the catchphrase, let's get ready to rumble. Very, very savvy move on that. I know, right? Part. And they figured... Well, it costs almost as much to hire the man to actually say it than it does to just buy the rights to say, have someone else say it. So, you might as well just get Michael Buffer on the show. And they did. <laughs> I'm glad they did because it just makes it feel... I, I thought this episode, the, the, particularly the final act, was very nostalgic around the whole pay-per-view aspect. Because oh, yeah. pay-per-view is not dead, but it's, it's dying. You know, you, used to, you, you couldn't watch TV... And not at least once during a commercial break going, this Friday live on pay-per-view or whatever. And now you just never see it anymore. And it, it was a bit of a con job, a bit of a rip-off, really. Of, of but course it was. So it was the only way to... to uh, it's cause it was before streaming services. Yeah, well, it really created the, the feeling of like, oh my God, this must be an incredibly special event. I normally don't have to pay for TV. Yeah. This is so good, I'm going to have to pay to watch it. <laughs> and, and I remember that like... We used to have to pay for concerts. Remember that you you couldn't get tickets to the to the latest Kiss reunion special, or whatever. Here you can watch it live on pay per view ninety nine ninety five. And people did that shit. They paid money to watch a fucking <laughs> a fucking special that was going to be released on home video in like a month. But they wanted yeah. to watch it then and there. Indeed, they did. But yeah, live on pay per view. When I saw that ad, I was like, oh, this is just this is so late nineties. I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, and that, they they really nailed the tone of those ads as well. Yeah, definitely. Also, a little tidbit here. So, mm-hmm. the original voice of Damien was one Mike Judge, known for creating oh. which shows, Mr. Davis? Oh, he created a King of the Hill mm-hmm. and Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead as well, yes. Which was, so King of the Hill, I don't think, or maybe it just started, like 97-ish, I think, King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. But he was known for Beavis and Butthead at this point in time. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he voiced Damien for the first... He did a couple of recordings of the voice. He was going to be the voice of Damien. Uh, but apparently, because he lived in Texas and uh, they had changed a few lines around, he didn't have time. I don't know why he couldn't do it over the phone, but he couldn't travel back and forth to do to re-record the lines. So that is, Matt Stone just did it himself. But they actually got Mike Judge back onto the show. Or I shouldn't say the show. I should say the movie to do a voice uh, appearance. Do you know what he voiced or who he voiced? No, tell me. He was the voice of one Kenny. Oh. <gasps> Oh, yeah. there you go. Mike Judge is the voice of Kenny from Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. I thought that was a really cool fact. I really like that. I like that, you know, even at this early stage of the re- career, Parker and Stone, well, people recognise, like, I think we want to work with these guys. They seem pretty talented, and they seem like cool dudes. People who were already established in the industry were like, yes, let's let's get on board the Parker and Stone Express. Dare we say Beavis and Butthead was kind of like the beginning of South Park. It, it sort of paved the way for South Park, didn't it? I don't think it's at all controversial to say that, Dando. One final thing here. We mentioned earlier bringing up Jesus in a Christmas special. And obviously, the, one of the first things that Trey Parker and Matt Stone ever produced was The Spirit of Christmas, which Correct. featured one Jesus. They actually had Jesus' <laughs> beard Jesus. in this episode. Uh, they had his beard appear. It just looked very cheap animation. On the, on the left or right side of his beard, you could see the skin through his beard like it was thinning. Well, they did that because that's how he appeared in The Spirit of Christmas. And they wanted to keep the continuity. Oh. I thought just a little slight attention to detail that, you know, as a viewer, you would never pick up on that. But to mm. them, it's like, no, when we go back and rewatch this, we don't want to be annoyed that we didn't pay attention to detail. So we did that. And I thought, I really like it when show creators, because it's their baby, you know, when they're just like, we want everything to be just right. And I really appreciated yes. that. Well, we're much like this on this podcast. And when I say we, I mean you. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, what was your favourite moment from Damien? I think my favourite part of this was Chef. Yeah, he was great in this. He really was, yeah. yeah. Because Chef's always horny. But I like always. But I like when Chef is conspicuously horny, and he seemed very much so this episode. It must be great though to be in a position where you just know you're, a, you're the ultimate lover. Oh God! <laughs> just just oozing confidence, Mister Hot Buttered Soul himself. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? But everything from you know when Damien's sort of running amok that uh, that first time in the player, come over here, women, I'll protect you. <laughs> not you, <laughs> not not you. <laughs> Garrison's getting all cuddly. Uh, but that song that he sings when he you know he, you think he's going to sing an educational song. About you know, being nice to the new kid in school, but it just turns into a sex jam. And just the way that it's, first of all, it doesn't mean I can't lay you down and touch your silky skin. But then it sort of culminates with caress your thighs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. There was, another, there was another line, though, in that song that I, I actually quoted. I can't find it in my notes, but it was something along the lines of, I'm going to put my love deep inside you where no man has been before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But it all tops off with um, Chef rocking up to the to the birthday party. Mm. Mm, my favourite kind of chili. Yeah, I know. Just because <laughs> have we already seen Chef in bed with uh, with Mrs. Cartman? I don't think so. But I love the wink that Spoilers, she gives him. But, uh, yeah, the wink that she gives him is the best, isn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, though, I know she. I know Chef in bed with um with Cartman's mum's something, somewhat of a sight. But have you seen the one where Cartman sees his mum sleeping with the toilet guys? No, and they they, they actually just sh- oh they actually is just it show in the movie had- or in, in the movie or the show? I thought it was in the show. That wasn't in the movie, was it? Actually, you're right. I think it might yeah, be they're, right. They're, they're fixing the toilet, and they're, they're, like, she can't afford it or something. And he looks in the mirror and uh, in the window, sorry, and they just they just show it. She's just getting it. I'm like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> My, I really loved as I mentioned Cartman in this. So Cartman was somewhat different here. They, uh, Trey has said that he tweaked the voice. He said, I don't know whether I was bored on the day or what was going on, but I just changed a few things and his voice became the more nasally voice that we've come to mm. know because it's it's a little bit different in those first few episodes. It's a little bit uh, deeper and whatnot. It's not that, yeah, you know, not the, the higher pitched nasally voice, but a few catchphrases like, hey, you guys, and things like that <laughs> was little traits that sticked. Uh, that, that stuck after the, uh, after this episode but I loved the opening scene where he's handing out the invitations <laughs> and when he particularly uh, gives the invitation to Kai he goes here you go Claude <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just, and here is your invitation <laughs> just the way he says Clyde. I was fucking in hysterics I thought it was amazing but I also loved <laughs> so Kyle says if you win Jesus will you fix Kenny what do you mean if I win don't mind him Jesus he's Jewish oh <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favourite parts of the episode, which is Jesus guilt tripping everybody when they, when he realised he's got no he's got no backup, he's got no support. Every time he's in the boxing ring and everyone's sort of cheering for, oh my god, this is going to be the best, like a ma- absolute massacre. And Jesus is like, hey, what? Just guilt tripping people. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> what do you think of the payoff? I loved it. Loved it. I thought it was great as well. You know what it was? They were actually telling you from the moment the match began that he was the one. Mm. Because if you actually listen to him, he's going, hit me, hit me, come on, hit me, mate. And it, it, not once did Jesus hit him. And after I watched it the second time, I was like, they're basically telling us that it's obviously Satan because Satan wants him to hit him. Yeah. It's a nice bit of mis- misdirection because I think you might be getting a lesson about passive resistance or non-violence or something like that. And it turns out that has nothing to do with it. It's just that Satan is the ultimate trickster. Yeah. We've got this... Uh, general thought in our mind of like, oh no, Satan is the cruelest and an absolute sadist or whatever. I think he's predominantly a trickster. <laughs> well, the, as is the robot devil in Futurama, which you will soon 
here uh, see on Tales of Futurama, Mr. Davis, because I don't think you haven't seen the Robot Devil, have you? I've not seen the Robot oh, Devil. Oh, you're in for a treat. The Robot Devil in Futurama is fantastic. And if you are a fan of Futurama, we do review every episode of the series, available exclusively on our Patreon page. Uh, just check the links in the description of this podcast, patreon.com slash four-finger discount, where you also get early access to this show and all the other shows we do here on the network. But enough spruiking. It is now time for some trivia, Mr. Davis. Okay, now let's try to get an answer from someone who's not a complete retard. You start, Mr. Davis. Okay then. How much is the yellow Mega Man? Eight ninety five. Eight ninety five. That is very correct. I like that Cartman was at least considerate because it's the cheapest. <laughs> I don't think he was considerate at all. I think he he, he just wanted every Mega Man, and you know he figured he, he crunched the numbers and figured this is the way I can get all of them. That's true. <laughs> He's very savvy when it comes to things like that. But uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment because I really enjoyed that little um discussion. But my first question is: Where is Mr. Garrison's mother from? Oh, damn it. Oklahoma? Alabama. Alabama. Yes, the seventh level of hell or something. Yeah, I've, I've written down the seventh layer of hell. And yeah. Yes, I remember that Mr. Garrison said something, but ah, I forgot the name of the state or the, all that. Your oh, my, I'm going to throw you a question, aren't mm-hmm. I? What is the name of Jesus' assistant? Ooh, fuck. I don't know. What is it? Good question. The name of our American friend from pop culture, it's Roland. Roland. Okay, good name. Roland. <laughs> my next question is... What is the present that he requests, or originally Cartman was going to originally request Wendy get for him when he's going through? Now, Wendy, I was going to ask you to get me this, but because Kenny's now a duckbill platypus, you have to get me this. Well, yellow Mega Man. No, no. What was he originally going to ask for? It was a vehicle of some kind. So he's going, now, oh. Wendy, you were going to, I was going to ask you to get me this, but now Wendy, uh, Kenny can't oh, get me anything. Oh, okay. I get you. And I don't know. It's the Mega Power <laughs> Chopper. He's really hooked on this mega business. Mega, yeah. How much did Satan weigh in at? 320 pounds and no, Jesus, uh, four, pounds, uh, four ounces. 324 and then Jesus was 135 and one ounce. Wow. You're correct on both counts. <laughs> an, ex- an extra point for you. My next question is how much was the pay-per-view? That was forty nine ninety five. Correct. Uh, look, by the way you're looking at your notes, I believe that might have been one of your trivia questions. It was indeed. <laughs> Uh, in that case, I've only got one more for you. Alrighty. And we're going to rewind a little into the episode. What colour Mega Man was Stan supposed to get? And what colour Mega Man was Kyle supposed to get? Okay. Was it red was supposed to be Kyle? Mm-hmm. And Stan was, I'm going to say green. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That is correct. Okay, awesome. <laughs> my <laughs> final question here, just off the top of my head, I'm just making this up. It's, 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 an, actual, it's an actual answer, but I'm just winging okay. this. It is, who was a piece of who was a, a fine piece of ass, according to Mr. Garrison? That was Nancy Sinatra. She was a choice. <laughs> she was quite the choice piece of ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that is our trivia for Damien. We'll be right back after this quick break with our in-depth review of the episode. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, you can show your support by joining the family at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Here you'll get ad-free early access to all of our shows, Zoom calls with Guy and myself, as well as bonus podcasts such as Tales of Futurama and Guy on Springfield, where we go back and revisit classic episodes from the first 10 seasons. So go ahead and join the family today at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. 
The original air date of Damien was February 4th, 1998, written by Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and David Poiski, and directed Poiski. by, I believe, directed by uh, one Trey Parker as well, guest starring Michael Buffer. So the episode kicks off with Cartman in the classroom handing out birthday invitations. It was always great when you were handing out the invitations. You know, the, one of the hardest things when you're in school, primary school in particular, mm. or elementary school, depending where you're from, was the culling, culling friends or associates. So it's like, how many real friends do I have and how many yeah. associates do I have? And it's like, <laughs> if I invite that associate, will that associate still want to be friends with me in the, in the schoolyard? And I was, always, I was always that kid where I was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to invite 30 kids. <laughs> <laughs> what were you like when it came to uh, birthday parties in your younger years? Did you just invite a whole bunch of people or was it just a select few? And, did you, and were you real secretive th- about it? No, no, I, I think I tried to be all-inclusive. Mm-hmm. But of course, when you're making your list, you've got your A list. It's like, well, it's essential yep. that these guys show up. Then you've got your B list of like, you probably do a bit of consultation with your mum, by which I mean your mum says, you can have this many and no more. But then sometimes your mum would also, because like, my dad didn't really have a lot of say in this, or we were just not interested. I f- uh, I f- see, I feel like Bobby would have run the household. Did he not? <laughs> No, that was that was Margaret Mary's job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, she was sometimes they'd be inclusive and like, well, you've got to have all your whole class come along. You know, you can't leave anyone out. Were, like, you, but, were you were you like Bobby Davis's son when you were, when you were younger, or was it just not a thing? Was was your dad still your dad? Was he still playing? You would have retired by then, wouldn't he? Yes. Yeah, he was more on the telly at that stage. Was he coaching it at all? No, no, he finished coaching in the late sixties. Okay, so it was long before that. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah was, so, was, was, so were you? Did the kids know who your dad was because he was an uh, older player? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we went to school in Geelong and he was, yeah. you know, a pretty big wheel down at the Cracker Factory, boy, the Cracker Factory being Geelong. So, um, yeah. yeah, people knew who he was. And I'm not saying this to sort of have tickets on myself, but I'd never tried to make a big deal out of it because he was just my dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't name names, but I, I did know of another kid who had a relatively well-known dad, and they always big-upped it. Like, okay. Yeah, de- was definitely pulling a millhouse. You know, he's a pretty big wheel down at the Cracker Factory. I'm sorry, I just love saying that line. <laughs> <laughs> and a good mate of mine was like, see, this is why you're a good bloke and he's a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, sweet, well, I know, now I know what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you invited. So you, you, it wasn't like <gasps> yeah. There we, were always there was always the A list, and then it yeah. was like, okay, well, I've got eight people mm. who are definitely coming, and then it's like, okay, guy, you can have fifteen people along to your party. I'd say, well, now I've got to pick out seven. You always knew there'd be a couple of cancellations in the in the B list as well. It's like, yeah, it's, it doesn't matter if they don't come. But I remember I was the Cartman in primary school and in high school as well. I oh. was known for throwing kick-ass parties when it came to i remember it was year eight birthday party and dad's like what food do you want for your party party pies i guess and he's like ah fuck it let's get something different and i'm like all right well surprise me then my parents this is the ultimate my parents for my year eight birthday party bought four boxes right of kfc and i say boxes i mean giant Massive fucking boxes. Somehow I knew KFC was going to play. Yeah. This. <laughs> they walked in. These massive, ma- I'm talking big fuck off boxes. that you, I've never seen KFC boxes the size of this before. Walked in. Suitcases. Yeah. Two were full of chips. No, no, sorry. One was full of half, one was half nuggets and half, oh, what was it? 
half nuggets and wings, I think it was. One was mm-hmm. full of chips and the other two was just full of chicken pieces. Good Lord. I was like the popular kid for the rest of the year. Everyone's like, people, st- <laughs> my friends still yeah. talk about that party. <laughs> you, you have another KFC party? Yeah. That li- literally, my birthdays became Dando's KFC parties because the following year, they had to do it again. <laughs> the year, it was like year eight, nine. Yeah, so it was eight, nine, ten every year. We had the KFC parties. It was Dando's KFC parties. Good times. But yeah. I just realized a little while back that when Dando talked about what actually, what chicken he got, we're not doing video here. It's a podcast, but my mouth just sort of dropped like, uh, and then I realised this probably sounded like dead air. I was actually legitimately astonished. <laughs> it wasn't like yeah, and it was like what? It was a, a lot of chicken, and I just remember there was a lot of uh, unwell kids the following morning. I was like, ah, too, too much chicken, but it was it was great times. <laughs> I I think they have it later on in a later in a later episode when the KFC closes or they um I forgot which season it is, but they all turn into like marijuana dispensaries or whatever. Oh, okay. Someone's mum rocks up like, she's got kernel. And <laughs> Cartman just takes all the skin off and eats it. Oh, <laughs> and the worst then he's kind like, of kid. So he says, yeah, so they just live with chicken. Essentially, he's like, well, that was great, guys. I'm going to go home and sit on the toilet for a couple of hours with a read a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that sounds perfect. That's what I'd want to yeah. do. There was always that one kid just picked all the chicken off. I picked all the skin <gasps> off and didn't eat the chicken. It's like, oh, no. Fuck you. Oh, the worst. <laughs> Here you go, Kyle. And here's your saying. What is this, Cartman? They're invitations to my birthday party this weekend. Oh, sweet. Your mom's giving you a big party again this year? That's right. Because it's my birthday. My birthday. Kick ass, dude. Cartman's mom throws the best birthday parties ever. That's right. Yeah. If my mom could cook like Cartman's mom, I'd be a big fat ass, too. That's right. Oh, Eric, I didn't get an invitation. Oh, really? Gosh, where could I have put Pip's invitation? Let's see. Pip's invitation. Pip's invitation. Oh, I remember. I shoved it up my ass. Yes, that's right. I wrote it out, put it in an envelope, sealed it, and then bloop, shoved it right up my ass, forever ruining any chance you had of coming to my birthday party. Sorry, Pip old chap. Here's yours, Wendy. And here's yours, Clint. They were very cruel to Pip this episode, were they? And Damien, just unnecessarily cruel. But kids are unnecessarily cruel sometimes, as we said. Kids don't know any better. No, no. <laughs> They're little animals. Little ba- They're dirty little bastards. <laughs> that was actually one of my favourite moments. I forgot to put it in there. Five minutes to risk is over, you little bastards. I was like, <laughs> who's this chick? <laughs> uh, so, Mr. Garrison says, today's a special day. Cartman's confused. He thinks it means his birthday. But no, it's because a new kid has arrived, Damien, and it's clearly Omen-inspired, isn't it? Omnis. Mm. Dominus. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- I really dig the Omen movies, and the one that I love the most is actually the middle one, Damien Omen Three, where he's a teenager. You brought them up a lot, yeah. I yeah, I just like that a whole lot. <laughs> is, it, is it because kids? Is it because kids scare you? Mm, not really. I think I'd sort of dig the idea of a teenager realizing, "Ooh, holy shit, I'm the embodiment of evil." Uh, maybe I should embrace... I mean, there's a moment in Damien Omen Two where he's like, "Oh, why me? Why am I the son of Satan?" And then he like embraces it, like. Hey, this is a good way to get chicks and make friends and get an A in my class and all that kind of business. So, yeah. More power Props. to it. Yeah. <laughs> More power to the Dark Lord or the Dark Prince. Cartman offers an invitation to Damien, but psych. I'm like, oh, that's not the right decision, my friend. <laughs> you don't want to be pulling psych on the son of Satan. What do you think of Damien as a character? What did you think overall? 
I, th- um, I thought his voice got annoying after a while. <laughs> I like par- I like parts of it. I mean, one of my favourite bits, and I didn't say this in the favourites, was when he referred to um Jesus, son of stench, better as a plot device than an actual character. You get the Stevie Wonder gag, which is just uh, it's it's a perfect Cartman gag because it's so overdone, but it fits it's the so Cartman played character. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He makes his desk go flying out the window. Damien does using his powers, and then Damien goes off on just another rant. He's just like. He's one of those little preachers. It's just like, shut up, kid. Shut up, kid. <laughs> I don't want to hear about you. <laughs> Going back to what I was saying, he's, he's the kid who comes to school who's got a, a dad who is, bring that chart up again, big wheel at the cracker factory and wants everyone to know. It's like, you know, my, my dad's very important. That makes me very important. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. Yes, exactly. You, you don't want to be pushing me around. My dad will come over and give you what for. Even Cartman's response here where he goes, you got in trouble. <laughs> like, That's, That's exactly so what a kid would say. <laughs> and it was it was always fun to say that when a teacher yelled at a kid it was like who's gonna say it who's gonna say it <laughs> yeah or just ooh yeah ooh yeah <laughs> the kids are then asking you what what does he want and Carmen explains it you know the mega toy and I was like this mm. is exactly what it was like what I was like when I was a kid like I wanted the mega man I didn't tell my friends what I what to get me but I was like I was that kid that wanted the Megazord. So I had to get this one, this one, this one, because this connects into this piece and to create the, the Ultra Megazord. I was that you, kid. <laughs> yeah, it makes it, yeah, you have to be pretty obvious. Some kids are slow on the uptake. So, yeah, you don't want to be that person who says, all right, you are getting me this and you are getting me that. It's, but in the weeks leading up to the event or the days or whatever, it's like, you know what's really cool is Micronauts. <laughs> what the fuck's a Micronaut? Never heard of the Micronauts? Micronauts? No, I haven't. What is that? What are they? Are they a toy toy line or? They were a toy line that uh, became a Marvel Comics line. Wow, wait, no. I've never heard of Micronauts in my life, okay? Yeah, it's the thing. They were from the Microverse, so they were very, very tiny, and they Mm -hmm. came to our section of the multiverse or whatever. So it was like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, except it was like action-packed. See, I used to have, when we were kids, we had these things, I think they were called Mighty Max, I think they were called. They were little... Little clamshell things, like little shocker mm-hmm. clam, little little plastic cases. But you opened them up, and they were like a little um, a little setting. You had little little mini figures that would just sort of like climb up ladders and has you create little scenarios. But you could it was a novelty of being able to carry them around in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, I think they're called Mighty Maxes. Yeah. Okay, well, do yourself a favor and Google Micronauts when we're done here. It's a whole will, mythology. Oh, I will do that. Uh, but they, Stan says, no, no, I'm not going to be buying you what you're telling me. I'm going to get you whatever I want. He threatens no no pie. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> this is where he tells Kenny to get him the, the yellow one because it's the cheapest. Because your family is pit. Yeah, <laughs> and then tells Damien that uh, he can't sit with him. And I was like, oh, he's so mean to this kid. This kid's actually, oh, I guess he was kind of annoying in the classroom, but, you know, don't have to be this oh, yeah. mean. Uh, then we get the, the 895 for Yellow Mega Man because your mum's, you're so poor, you might put it on layaway for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> what a burn. I know, right? And then Damien goes and sits with Pip. I didn't mind the little friendship that they developed here. Like, Pip yeah. finally had someone to talk to. It's like, Damien's just talking to Pip because he's got no one else to talk to. And I felt really bad for Pip by the end. I was like, oh, this oh poor yeah. kid. He thought he had a friend. There's a great episode of the TV series Freaks and Geeks. I've, mm-hmm. probably I've never watched it, but I know it's a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really There's good. A, There's was a- it the, um, who, who made it? Uh, Paul Feig and Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow, yes. I knew yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, and it's an episode midway through the first and only season where this new girl comes to school. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's, you know, like a preteen knockout. You just tell her she's going to be a supermodel later on. But she doesn't know anybody yet. And the three free, uh, the three geeks are like, 
Let's get in now. Yeah, no one knows her yet. We could actually like <laughs> hang out with her and she might think that we're cool. And they do all sort of geeky stuff with her and she's kind of it. It's like, hey, we're going to go launch this model rocket. Do you want to come do it? I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. And um, it's all set in the early 80s and they've got some Billy Joel song playing, like Rosalita's Eyes. And it's just a really, particularly for a Generation X type like myself, we're just like, yeah, that's kind of what it was like. Um, mm-hmm. But at the very end, the cool girls have seen it's like, wow, she's really pretty and could be part of our group. One of us. One of One us. Of us. <laughs> and, you know, the, the girl who's very sweet is saying, you know, no, geeks will still hang out. And they're like, no, we won't. But it was really nice knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and they accept it as well. They're kind of like, eh, you know, it was what fun. it was. We, we had a really nice three or four days together <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, it's one of those shows that i always see when i'm flicking through i think it's on netflix so it's, not, it's on, maybe it's on disney Plus. it's on one of the streaming yeah. services and i'm like i have to watch it's only like two seasons it's not one season it's only one season, one season. Like, yeah yeah maybe i don't know how many episodes i mean it's either 13 or 20 or something like that but not a huge amount yeah and i've no. always just gone i have to watch it because everyone tells me how great it was and it really sort of paved the way for a lot of careers i think yeah well seth rogan's first seth Rogen. thing yep. it's yep. uh James Franco, one of his first things. Franco, okay. Yeah, yeah. Jason Siegel. It's just, yeah, it's just chock a- a- full of Apatow's talent. gang. Yeah, the, the Apatow gang, exactly. Yeah, cool. I will, I'll definitely check that out for sure. Mm. But yeah, that's what that reminded me of, that um, when, yeah, you're the new kid in school and it's like, oh, well, who am I going to hook up with? Who am I going to sort of connect with? How, what's my end to the social network? Yeah, yeah. I remember when I went to high school and I was the only kid from my primary school that went to this high school and- I was like, I don't, I'm not going to know anybody here. And then I saw one guy wearing like a WWF t-shirt and I was like, my man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so at least here Damien is straight up with Pip from the get-go. They call me Pip because they don't like me. Then I shall call you Pip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. <laughs> it's also great, as you were discussing there, how they accepted that the girl went and hung out with the popular, popular kids. Pip is always ready to just accept, well, this is my place. Yep, yep. You, don't, you don't like me either? Righto. <laughs> hey, new kid. Kenny says he saw your mom drop you off this morning, and she's a real dog. <laughs> that does it! <laughs> what the? Dude, he turned Kenny into a duck-billed platypus. A what? Hey, turn him back, you butthole. He has to buy me the yellow Mega Man. So I guess the first words we ever hear Kenny say are quack. Quack, quack. <laughs> the first legible words, yes. Chef then arrives. You get the usual, hello, children. How's everything going? Or something like bad. that. Bad. Why bad? Why bad? <laughs> <laughs> Chef then says, you know, it's okay to, you don't have to not like somebody because they're different. That, that's, that's, that's completely not how you should go about your life. Bust into a song. Well, that's the, he started off with a nice song about inclusion. Yeah, Every, but he can't everybody's himself, different can he? in their own way. <laughs> but then just, yes, yeah, I said, sex jam. Here, let me sing you a little song. We're all special in our own way. Everybody's different, but that's okay. Because even though we might have different color skin, different points of views, be tall or thin, it doesn't mean I can't lay you down, woman, and touch your silky skin. Put my love deep inside you where no man has ever been. Rub your legs, caress your thighs, and... What were we talking about again? The new kid. 
Damien then unleashes the wrath of the fallen angel, causes this like tornado, a tornado in the in the room, and um, <laughs> Chef's just like, "Oh my god, you know, he's one freaky little fudger or something like that." <laughs> and Damien says, "I want to speak to Jesus." We cut to Jesus in his dressing room, and the kids all go to him and say, "Look, dude." This is a kid named Damien, a new kid at school, and he, he needs to speak to you. They mention that he is the, the son of Satan. He's like, all right, well, you need to take me to him so I got I can confirm that he's indeed the seed of Satan. We come back to the school, out in the schoolyard. Now, who is this chick? Five minutes until recess is over, you little bastards. I, like, I don't know that one. Yeah, I was like, yeah. who is she? She's like, little <laughs> bastards. I'm like, that's pretty much how it would feel if you had to deal with these little kids every day. Oh, God, yeah. Cartman isn't explaining the Mega Man situation, the vehicles to the kids. You know, you were going to buy me this one, but now you're buying me this one, blah, blah, blah. All because Kenny is now a duckbill platypus. platypus. <laughs> <laughs> Damien sets everything on fire because he's just a, an angry child. He really is. But for good reason, because I, I feel like at the end, they kind of, they make you feel sorry for him. It's like, oh, he doesn't, well, doesn't like want to be this way. An, he's an doing, army brat or a dad's a traveling salesman or something yeah. like that. It's like, oh, my dad's always on the move. He doesn't want to be this way. It's just his dad basically makes him be this way. He's like the messenger for for his dad. Pip suggests that he goes to the school counselor, Mister Mister Mackey. Now, Mister Mackey was first going to appear, obviously, in this episode, but oh. he first appeared in Mister Hanky the Christmas Pooh because they switched the order up, and it worked better, I think. I think it did I, as I well. like his introduction in Mister Hanky the Christmas. Pooh. Oh, you little monk! What does he say? Oh, you sick little monkey! Sick little monkey! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, we've definitely got more of Mr. Mackey in the last episode. And I think if you're going to introduce a new character, doing that is, is, is the more the better. Mm-hmm. Pips, uh, sorry, Jesus then arrives and he calls on Satan to come and speak to him. Oh, dude! Adonis and Blaiosonzon, foreign terrorists on the Sunrunners. What the hell's going on here? Look, it's that guy from the public access show. What's happening? Come over here if you're scared, women. I'll protect you. Not you, damn it. Jesus, my father says he chooses you. He calls you out. Be here at this time tomorrow. There the terms will be discussed. Very well. Let the final battle between good and evil be fought right here in South Park. Come on, Dad. We gotta get our asses to the boogie. You're gonna fight Satan? This fight has been ordained since the beginning. My children, this is the most crucial and serious time of all history. I thought Satan's voice in this was cool. The way it had like, the echoey effect. Mm. Yeah, it was really, really, I really liked that. And, and, and this is straight up, this is his perfect South Park. Pointing to Jesus. Hey, it's that guy from the Public Access show. <laughs> <laughs> we then get the pay-per-view commercial. I just thought this was just amazing. The voice, the graphics, everything was spot on. You gotta admit it though, when you watch the pay-per-view commercial, very rarely did you end that commercial and go, I don't want to buy that pay-per-view. True. Yeah. They I mean they really ginned up the enthusiasm, didn't they? They were never subtle. No. It was like this coming Thursday night, you might want to spend forty five dollars to check out this. That's forty five dollars this Thursday. It was Gabo, Gabo, Gabo. <laughs> <laughs> He'll tell us what to do. <laughs> Cartman is annoyed that it's going to be on the same day as his birthday and the other guys are tossing up, do I want to watch this pay-per-view or do I want to go to Cartman's birthday? Cartman's like, my birthday, of course. My mum was getting a Ferris wheel. Insane. That's that's. I hate to say it, Dando, but that's a little more impressive than a 
couple of suitcases of KFC. <laughs> Literally were like suitcases as well. But um, he thinks that everything's a plot against him. Everyone is then waiting for Satan to arrive. And this is where Kyle asks Jesus, what, well, if you do, when can you help Kenny? Don't, don't worry about him, Jesus. He's Jewish. <laughs> Jimbo then says, look, Jesus, everyone has bet on you. We put all our money on you. And he's like, I don't think you guys understand the severity of the situation. Like, I don't think you should be betting your money. Like, this is going to go bad if I don't win. Satan then arrives, holy poop on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten how big a role Satan plays in South Park, or at least in these early sort of, uh, in these early the golden years, era of South, early Park, era of South yeah. Park. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and how he evolved over time. <laughs> I mean, that, uh, that relationship, that abusive relationship with Saddam. Saddam Hussein, that was so, so funny. He, well, he he's a big part of the um the movie poster, is he not? Satan. Oh yeah, Satan's a, a pivotal character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cut. I remember seeing the poster and was like, oh, Satan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I remember as a kid, I didn't know who Saddam Hussein was. I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would have appreciated the Satan's reference to House of Pain. I missed that part. Oh, he says he's going. Jesus is going to enter the House of Pain. House I was of like, pain. <laughs> oh, I like this. <laughs> Uh, uh, how great was Jimbo here? Now, that is a man who has eaten a lot of beef. Beef. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is now very concerned because uh, this guy's huge. Indeed. Um, Hang on. I'm just going gonna, gonna to do a little Googling to do some conversion. On the weights, yeah. That's a, Yeah. Jesus weighs in at 145 kilos. Yeah. So Jesus the rest of the Satan? world knows what- You mean Satan, right? Oh, no, no. Yeah, of course, Satan. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus is <laughs> Jesus, a little wimpy boy. But... Um, yeah, to uh, everyone outside America, they, they were going 145 kilos. Damn, and it looks all muscle as well. I'm just hello got, in there. I'm just, I'm just waving to our to Elliot off screen there. Hi, Elliot. Do you want to come say hello to Uncle Guy quickly? Quick, come on then. All right, listeners, Elliot just entered the room. He's going to come say quick hello to Uncle Guy. Come up here. Thumbs up. Hello. Hello. <laughs> what a what a podcast voice he's got. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty. Can, can he hear me? Oh wait, he, he can't hear. Me. Wait, I'll put the headphones on. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, buddy. Hi. Very nice to see you. I'm going to go and have some snacks now. Oh, you're a lucky boy. I wish I was having snacks. In the box of my shark. Oh, hang on, hang on, wait a minute. Put the headphones back. With a shark. And the da 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 God being silly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bit silly. I'm gonna go now. <laughs> Goodbye, Elliot. See you later, buddy. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. Good, job. Well done. Good boy. See you, buddy. Like and subscribe. <laughs> but anyway, Dando is back. I'm back. How was that, Mr. Davis? How was it talking to uh your nephew, uh, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> My unofficial nephew. Uh, look, very uh, very charming. He's a, he's a sweet, sweet lad. He's off to have a bath with his sharks after he has a snack. Yeah. And quite frankly, <laughs> that's my afternoon too. Sounds like a great <laughs> afternoon, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Oh. All right, we were doing a little weight, uh, weight conversion. Oh, yes. How, what, so, yeah. yeah. Satan's weighing in at just shy of 150 kilos. Mm-hmm. All muscle. Yeah, looks like Jesus is going to get his ass handed to him. <laughs> He is entering the house of pain. There is no doubt about that. And everyone's now worried, aren't they? They're like, oh, shit. Oh, God. We've been on the wrong person. We've been on the wrong horse here. And uh, what, what are we going to do? Because it's like Satan's like, first South Park, then the world. And then everyone's like, I think I left the oven on. And Gavin's like, I too think I left your oven on. And they all race to the uh, 
to the bookie to try and change their bet. Now, uh, as your counselor, I want you to feel like you can tell me anything, okay? Being the new kid can be tough, but I'm your friend, okay? Everybody hates me. Well, uh, why do you suppose that is? Because I'm the son of the devil? Uh-huh. That's a good start. Why else? Because I burn them and kill them? Well, yeah, maybe that's it. What you need to do, uh, Damien, is is to be overly nice. See, no, no matter how mean the other kids are to you, just don't retaliate. You be passive, okay? That's what I taught the little British boy, Pip, and, and just look at how much the other children like him now. I bet I can spit the most on him. <laughs> oh, yeah? I bet I can spit in his hair. Oh, nice try. A little higher and you've got it. Terrible, terrible advice from Mr. Mackey here when it comes to, you know, if you're being bullied or, you know, you think you're the uh, the least popular kid on the playground, you know, don't try and stand up for yourself. Just don't retaliate. <laughs> just just be a little whipping boy like Pip and cutting the poor old Pip. Just copping, a, just copping spits. Oh, that's oh, horrific, isn't it? Terrible, terrible business. Damien then arrives at the birthday party. And thanks for bending everything down, you little bitch. <laughs> just, <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. They do not hold back. Even though this kid is, clearly, they know he's the son of Satan. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> but Damien, as he got the, the advice, he apologizes and he tries to fit in. But no, you know, he says he's just doing Satan's bidding. But, the, you know, the, kid, yeah. the kids are still mean to him. They call him Fart Boy. Governor <laughs> just walks up and farts on him. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but worse than that, insult to injury is, hey, we're going to call you Fart Boy from now on. He didn't even fart. He got farted on. <laughs> exactly. That's actually a good point. But it's it's dreadful kid logic. <laughs> it's like, oh, you smell like a fart. Yeah, we're going to call you Fart Boy from now on. But it wasn't even me. He farted on me. You all saw it. I didn't do it. But the thing is, why is it? We shouldn't care so much, but why is one of the worst things in life being farted on? Like, you feel so dirty afterwards. It's like, You that, really do. It's like, it's well, not that big of a deal. <laughs> I think I think it's something we have to acknowledge, Dan. Though that in every fart, there are microscopic shit particles. Yeah, shit particles <laughs> being released into the atmosphere. And if you you know you get up close and personal, it's basically like someone's yeah doing a shit on you. <laughs> it's not on your bare skin, and it's it's like surely their underwear is going to. I would I think I'd rather have a shit on my bare skin than on my clothes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, you can wipe that off pretty easily. You know, your skin's pretty resilient, but your clothes is like, uh, they're the shit pants. Don't know if I'm ever going to wear those again. <laughs> uh, we get the first appearance here of this South Park bar, which is just called Bar. And Jesus arrives there and he's <laughs> confronting everybody for changing their bet. Only, and we get the, the mention here, only one person's still betting on me. So I was like, who's it? And I, I like the way they played it. Who is this person? And they, they actually yeah. tell you. I was In my mind, I'm like, I thought the mor- I thought it was going to be the moral of the story is that you know one person like Kenny or someone bet on him and it's like see yeah. he believed in Jesus and he he's, he's he wins no it's fucking Satan but that's an even better ending but we'll get to that moment so yeah he's he's confronting everybody and everyone's like they they, they love Jesus like I said here even like the priest he's like oh yeah oh I'll go I'll go and do it now <laughs> Jesus walks out calls more Judas says the fuck you think we're crazy <laughs> you seen this guy he ain't gonna fucking win and then we get the parents from the kids from school like hoo, 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 he's all gay it's, oh, it's, it's, it's clear it's older versions of those guys kind of like when you watch the Simpsons and you see uh, Jimbo's dad and Kearney's dad mm. and whatnot when they're beating up Homer Jesus now at the front of the bar and he's talking to all the kids outside because they're looking for the, the last Mega Man to complete Cartman's collection they can't find it anywhere 
And he says, you, you, you kids believe I'm going to win, don't you? Of course. You, you're Jesus, man. I, I, I love it. Is it Kyle? I said, sure, dude. You're the son of God. Yeah. <laughs> you're sure you're going to win. Yeah. And, and he says, well, can you help me? Can you help me train? We then get a press conference, which I, I loved this. So Satan, what, what, do you have any words? I'm going to crush him like a bug. And then they, they question him on his, um, on his, uh, his Gulf War scenario. Don King comes in. <laughs> This is clearly. Why are you talking smack about my? He mean. You dirty fighter. This, this is clearly uh, Mike Tyson, Don King esque. Oh yeah, Don King is Don King still with us? I get the feeling he might have. I gone looked to the it up. Beyond. He's ninety years old. Yeah, he's still with us. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, tougher than most of his fighters. Although apparently Don King was a. We've been using a bit of adult language in the show, so I'll include it. He was a bad motherfucker back uh, in the day. Okay. Even. Later in the day, um, there's a great dramatization of his life starring Ving Rhames from 90, Pulp Fiction. Ninety-seven, because I looked it up when I was, when I was looking up, uh, looking up on, online to find out whether it was still alive. I found that movie. I was like, "Fuck! I need to watch this movie. It looks amazing." Yeah, I don't know where you can find it. I mean, it's, was it's, it made all, for a- it's all on YouTube in in, in full. Ah, uh, excellent. Well. Listeners, by all means, check it out. Ving Rhames as Don King. Incredible performance. Yeah, really, really good. So, yeah, by all means, check that out. I saw it was like straight to TV and I was like, this is going to be shit. And I read the reviews and it was like nominations for like 30 awards. And I was like, yeah, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> and plus, it was, yeah, it was made for HBO, so it's full of swears. Okay, sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it just, uh, as you're saying, bad motherfucker, I can just imagine him walk, walking up to like people like Mike Tyson, baddest man on the planet, and be like, I'm a manager now. He'd be like, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, sir. <laughs> I got no problem with that. <laughs> you don't fuck with the king. That, that should have been his catchphrase, right? Something along that. Like, did, oh, yeah. did, did, he, did he refer to himself as the king or was it just... I imagine he was so intimidating he got other people to do that for him. Here, Jesus, drink these raw eggs. No way, dude. Uh, I can't. I can't hear Jesus Christ. My mother would never speak to me again. But you're his sparring partner, Chef. Yeah, you have to hit him. Satan must be defeated, Chef. Please help me to train. Okay. But I'm just going to tap you, all right? Give it your best shot. Oh! Oh, God in heaven! What have I done? Anybody get the number of that truck? We're now at Cartman's birthday party and everyone's having a great time. He's having a great time himself, seeing everyone having a good time at his party and Chef arrives. But he doesn't want to stay too long, though, because he's just like, you know, not, not with this Damien yeah. kid here. <laughs> but then they, they mention Cartman's mum's chili and she gives the old wink. <laughs> Ooh, my favourite type of chili. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There we get Damien and Pip discussing Cartman's birthday. And this is where Pip says to him, kids like him because he picks on me. And this is where Damien gets the idea. Oh, I know what I'm going to do now. I know I can possibly fit in. As I've said earlier, it's a terrible, terrible fact of life. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, piling on the bully kid. It's, it's a shortcut. And, you know, I don't recommend it from a moral or ethical standpoint. But uh, as a short-term solution, <laughs> yes, it'll work. And then 20 years later, you call him up like, Santa calls up Pashemi and Billy Madison, <laughs> apologizing. I'm sure glad I called that guy. <laughs> One of the weirdest cameos of the 90s, I reckon, Pashemi wearing the li- putting the lipstick on. That's oh, the crazy. Yeah. Uh, but it's so great, so memorable. But anyway, we're at the boxing match now. We get the killer intros from Buffer, and Jesus is annoyed at the crowd are cheering for Satan. He turns, they, they stop. No, hold that, no punches below the belt. Holding or miracles. miracles. <laughs> Let's get it on. <laughs> the referee here reminded me of the referee from Celebrity Deathmatch. Did you ever remember that show? The Claymation show? I only watched maybe one or two episodes of it, yeah. I fucking loved it when I was a kid. Loved Celebrity Deathmatch. It was right up my alley. Damien and Pip then arrive again, and Damien, however, this time isn't very nice to Pip. Mm-hmm. This time, he blows him up. 
he's, he's learned a valuable lesson to the schoolyard. Yep, and the kids all like him. Oh, hey, he's just he's one of us. He's picking on I'm picking on Pip. Yeah, we we, we like this kid. Now we'll have him around. He's picking on Pip and then some. <laughs> Turning him into a human firework. So we're now at the boxing match, and Satan is absolutely destroying Jesus. And as we were mentioning earlier, he just keeps egging him on. Come on, hit me, hit me, hit me. And it's like, well, why don't you just destroy him, Satan? It's like, ah, we'll find out in a few moments. But the, um, I like how every time the crowd's cheering, Jesus looks at them, they stop. It's like they they want Jesus to win. They like Jesus, but they put all their money on Satan. So it's like, yeah. As I said, I'm, one of my favorite parts of the episode is Jesus killed just guilt tripping the people of South Park. It it sort of goes everything you would think about Jesus, who you, you think would have this sort of quiet, serene confidence about himself, but uh, no, he's kind of like guys, who's got who's got Jesus's back here? <laughs> Cartman's now opening presents, and the way he's pretending like he's surprised. Oh, oh I can't believe it! A red Mega Man. You may go eat some pie cake and ice cream stand. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's waiting for the opportunity. However. Kyle then got him ants in the pants. <laughs> he was not a fan. I'm a, I'm a bad co-host, Dando. I was meant yeah. to look up ants in the pants to see if it's an actual game. Let's look it up. I'll do that right now. Ants in the pants. It sounds like the kind of thing that you... One of those vibrating kind of games, like Operation or... We used to have a game called... Um, vibrating uh, games are my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> like Giggly Wiggly or something like that. And it was like a caterpillar. <laughs> they had all these different arms and the, you have to balance marbles on its hands. Okay. Alrighty. So what was it? Ants in the pants. Ants, ants in the pants. <laughs> <laughs> Ants in the Pants game. Yeah, it is a game. Yep, from 1969. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's a family it was always It was always a drag when you got a present that clearly the parents had sort of Encouraged. had a bit of say in. Yeah. When, especially when you were a little kid. I remember um, getting like a stained glass kit. Oh. Like what it was, it was really educational kind of toy and it required a lot more I don't know, thinking and work. Yeah, yeah. Then I, I, I want to play with this. I don't want to create shit. Yep. And it was like a, it was like um, a metal frame of a seahorse, and it came with all these different kinds of little chemicals that you could. It was a real science kit, and you could come up with these different kinds of stained glass, and then sort of pour it in, and you would have this lovely little multicolored stained glass exactly seahorse. Ta- I know exactly what you're talking about because I used to have the exact same things. Yeah, and yeah. You, and you can they're like. They, they go hard and you can hold and hang them and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was real 70s hippie shit. Yeah. I mean, this is when I was a, like a real little kid. I'm pretty sure I liked that shit when I was younger. <laughs> I'm, look, in hindsight, a terrific gift. <laughs> One that you would give to, you know, a kid who's sort of like, oh, they're creative and they like, you know, <laughs> they're an indoor kid. Don't give them a footy. Um, I recall just never actually doing anything with it except using, because the, the crystals came in these little bags that looked like um, uh, Walter White's blue meth, but it was all these different colours. And I remember using them as kind of like, it was the stuff that my hand Solo action figure was smuggling. <laughs> <laughs> so I got, so I got some use out of it, but yeah, Ants in the Pants strikes me as that kind of, like, uh, that kind of thing. It's like, um, this was popular maybe like six years ago. <laughs> And then he, I just love how Cartman just goes to town on Kyle. <laughs> but one of my favorite lines from Toy Story, I, I love Mr. Potato Head now. Mr. Potato Head in Toy Story is amazing. But they're going through the presents. It's a, it's a lunchbox. I repeat, a lunchbox. A lunchbox? Who invited that kid? <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, Don Rickles, MVP of the, um, of the Toy Story franchise. Oh, look what Kyle got me. It's a red mega. Ants in the pants. Ants in the pants. 
game, dude. It's really fun. You son of a bitch! Ah! You were supposed to get me the red Mega Me! Now I can't make 100 Mega Mega Me! You dirty, cheap-ass piece of crap! They're all out of them, dude! I hate you! I want you to die! Die! Ah! That's it! Party is over! Everybody go home! I love that Cartman, he was so annoyed that he cancelled his party. Party's over! <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Carl's just trying. It's a game, dude. It's really fun. It's, look, look, trust me. Ten years from now, you appreciate that you had this. <laughs> but no, Cartman's not having it at all. Tells everyone to go home, and they go, "Oh fuck it, let's just go home and watch the fight." They're all like, "They go to the fight, actually, to the actual fight." Pip then lands. What a splendid party! This is where Satan keeps telling Jesus, "Hit him, hit him." You know, like, "Hit me." You got to do something. Do something, dude. Don't just sit there and take it. And the kids all tell Jesus, "You got to fight back, dude. You got to do something here." You've got to fight, Jesus. Why? What's the point? No one believes in me. Everyone put their money on Satan. My father forsake me. The town forsake me. I'm completely forsook. Somebody bet on you, Jesus. You said yourself that one person still has money on you. It doesn't matter. He's way too strong for me anyway. I give up. God damn it, Jesus. Snap out of it. What would Nancy Kerrigan do, huh? Nancy Kerrigan wouldn't give up. When things were looking their darkest, Nancy Kerrigan fought to be the best. She wouldn't stop until she was number one. Uh, Stan? Nancy Kerrigan wouldn't settle for second best. Stan. She wouldn't quit until she brought home the gold. Stan! What? Nancy Kerrigan got the silver, dude. She came in second. Really? Yeah, dude. Oh, never mind, Jesus. Nancy Kerrigan sucks. You know, somebody once said, don't try to be a great man, just be a man. Who said that? You did, Jesus. You're right, Stan. Thank you, boys. Wow, did he say that in the Bible? No, I saw it on Star Trek. Hmm. It's good philosophy, though. It is, yeah, yeah, it sure is. Jesus finally, you know, builds up the courage and he hits him back. I'm going to get you. Slight tap on the arm. Oh, you got me. Oh. <laughs> Satan, you dreadful trickster. Yeah, I know, right? But it's it's such a Satan thing to do, though. What a heel. Oh, yeah. Pull, pull it. <laughs> A heel turn <laughs> by the ultimate heel. <laughs> we never saw it coming. <laughs> but for, for wrestling fans, this is similar to the finger poke of doom. This happened once in wrestling where they broke like character and one guy wanted another guy to win. So they he just tapped him with his finger and the other guy just pretended to fall over. Oh. Like this, and like everyone was like, what the f- what the fuck? <laughs> like, like shattered any illusion people had of pro wrestling. But oh, yes. kayfabe revealed. Exactly. So um, Satan pulls the old finger poke of doom here. And we get uh, Jesus, you know, our saviour. He's now the under... (laughs) My favourite, one of my favourite line reads, our saviour. Yeah. (laughs) I love the, and still, undisputed ruler of your spiritual kingdom. (laughs) And the fact they didn't call him Jesus, they called him Jesus. Jesus the chosen. (laughs) (laughs) Buffett's a lot of fun with these roles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that man has just parlayed, yes. (laughs) I won't say he's a one-trick pony, but he has parlayed his particular skill set into something very magical. He has spun gold out of straw, one might say. And his brother, I wouldn't say lives in his shadow because his brother's probably more popular now than what Michael is. Because kids kids who are like, you know, 10 to 20 years old, in their teens now, would know Bruce Buffer over over Michael because Bruce is the, it's time for your UFC main event. His UFC comment. uh, See, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. See, yeah, Bruce, Bruce Buffer is now... You know the, the 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 big name when it comes to to ring announcers, <laughs> as opposed to Michael Buffer. I mean, everyone knows. Let's get ready to rumble. But Bruce's is it's time. I will wager that when Michael Buffer 
goes to the great beyond. Yeah. If he has a tombstone or a gravestone or something, you'll be able to go there and push a button and it will say, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> I hope when he gets old and he's in an old folks home, he goes, let's get ready to grumble. <laughs> <laughs> about kids today <laughs> this is where Satan explains his ploy and everyone's like oh shit we bought into it he got us and he reveals you're played the by w- the master there's no exactly, shame in it exactly right he's gonna take all of our earth money and go buy some real estate <laughs> Stan then tells everyone you know, he tried to warn you and you know, don't worry Jesus forgives everybody because hey he's Jesus yeah well Jesus I definitely learned my lesson Never bet on evil, because when you do... Ned, look, there's a rare duck-billed platypus. It's coming right for us. Oh, my God, they killed Kenny. You bastard. It's coming right for us. <laughs> I love that throwback. It's coming right for us. And shooting obviously kills Kenny. Damien leaves really, really sad because he's just like one of those kids that gets moved from school to school to school to follow Dad's his- always on the move. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a sad one. Stan explains that, you know, kids need security. That's that's the one thing they need. They need security. Cut to Cartman is being fed cake by his mum. <laughs> Did you notice that um, it looked like actual, they'd smeared some actual cake on the on the, um, on oh, the paper? Oh, really? Okay. It, it was, well, it was very realistic looking cake or very realistic looking schmear. But I don't think it's paper. It's not, it's not paper mache anymore. It's computerised. Even in these early stages? I thought it was just the first episode they did that. And then oh, okay. they comp- and then, and then they computerize it and now that's why the people who are at comedy central were like why do you still have it look like it's cardboard cutouts or whatever and they're oh, like because okay. that's what the show looks like well regardless of how they, they did a good job with the computer yeah it's still it they photoshopped in like a, a actual piece of cake or something <laughs> yeah know. but it now, looks fantastic now usually it's the other way around when it comes to this but i think i've enjoyed this episode more once i've gone back and reviewed it i've realized how funny it was <laughs> ah well this is what it's like for me usually, Dando. Once we, uh, you know, you'll watch an episode, you'll make your notes, you'll go, mm, yeah, not bad, favourite part, da 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 da. Because you're and overthinking then once you talk it a bit, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, you talk about it with someone's like, hey, wait a minute, not a bad show. Yeah, I, I think it's, Satan was just fucking hilarious. Yeah, really good. <laughs> so, Damien, the uh, initial Christmas special, which got turned into the first episode that aired after for about two months, so there was a lot of anticipation going into this episode when it originally aired because there hadn't been an episode since Mr. Hankey, which was just before Christmas, and this aired in February. So peak South Park popularity, waiting two months for an episode. You can just imagine mm. all the little kitties out there, everyone just oh, really excited yes. for this episode. Hello, sir. Postman Butters with a special delivery for you. Alrighty, it is time for some South Park mailbag. This question came through. It's from Chris. So if you want to send us a question, it's South Park mailbag at gmail.com. We would love to hear from each and every single one of you who are listening, whether it be a question, a message, whatever, we would love to hear from you. We'll respond and we'll read it out on the air if it's a question. Alrighty, so this is from Chris. Just says, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. Could be male, female, or they. Chris says, the South Park movie, Bigger, Longer, Uncut, I remember it being huge. It really capitalized on the hype of South Park. Whereas when the Simpsons movie came out, it was a bit of a disappointment. Can you recall any other movies based on TV shows that did a great job of striking whilst the iron was hot. Yeah, that's a good point. Normally I want to say the Pokemon movie as a kid. That was huge. Okay. That was I think it came out in 2000 and that was just like peak Pokemon card era. Of the Inbetweeners movie? They got two of that's them. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, they made two of them, didn't they? Yeah, they got two out in quick succession. I want to say the Sex and the City movie. Good idea. Yeah, but that was kind of after. It was kind of like it a was a, Hey, let's go back and revisit after. the gals kind of story, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But still pe- people were craving it though. People wanted it. They certainly were. 
Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about in the 90s when a lot of old TV shows got turned into movies, and you yeah. know, some were more successful than others. I mean, you had real big hits like Mission Impossible and The Fugitive, but you also had you know, things like The Beverly Hillbillies. But see, they, they weren't. They were based on series. They weren't like a they continuation. Were, yeah, they weren't really spin-offs or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, right. they, they, they weren't, they weren't like whilst the show was still on TV. Can you imagine mm. if like, I know it would have been after it finished, but like say late 2010s or what was like late, what do, what do you say from 2000 to 2010? What's that decade called? The 2000s? Yeah, yeah just late, the 2000s. The late, late 2000s. Just say two or three years after it ended. Can you imagine if a Friends movie came out? How huge Ooh, that would have been? Monster. Yeah, it would have been an absolute monster. And they did that shitty fucking special last year, which was <sighs> just so bad I was like, so oh. disappointing it was like Justin Bieber dancing in a spud costume I'm like what is this fucking shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like for, for Nicola my wife Nicola we do a friends podcast by the way the one about friends she mm. lives by friends watches it every single day I'm not even joking if she has a chance to put TV on it's friends right for her to sit there and say should we keep even watching this? I was like, it must be bad. Like, if Nicola doesn't want to finish it, it's got to be bad, you know? But and she's about, right. It was bad. It was very bad. But enough about Friends. Uh, yeah, so I've said Pokemon movie in between is. Can you think of any that came out whilst the show was still on? Not that many, no. No? It's usually kids' shows, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that the Pokemon one that you mentioned, I think that's a real case of, as you said, striking while the iron's hot. Well, Beavis and Butthead, the movie. Oh, Yeah. It was kind of afterwards, but I know they did a Hey Arnold. See, I loved Hey Arnold when I was a kid. They did a Hey Arnold movie, but that was long after it's finished, and it was kind of old news by that point. SpongeBob point. movies? SpongeBob would have been big, yeah, I guess so. I mean, that was that's I'm past that. Uh, yeah, era, but, but I'm thinking it's as a kid though. I think we're mainly talking kid stuff, and I think oh, we're mainly talking animation. Fuck, how do I not think of this fucking Paw Patrol movie? The one that came out last year because Elliot's <laughs> obsessed with Paw Patrol. I mean, that kind of thing. It's usually kids. Yeah, kids. Oh, the the uh, fucking um, Power Rangers movie when I was a kid. So it's oh, all kid yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, they are a couple of answers. Thanks for the question, Chris. Uh, remember, questions go to southparkmailbag at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from each and every single one of you. And also, if you could please take the time, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast, please rate and review us. And uh, we'd love to read your review out on the show. Uh, give us five stars as well. And don't forget, once again, southparkmailbag at gmail.com. The next episode of South Park, Mr. Davis, that we're going to be reviewing. Do you know what it is? I don't, but I'm expecting you'll tell me. Do you want me to tell you? No, Do you really want me to tell you? I'm just stalling for time because I'm looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the you're next, worse than Satan. The next one is Tom's rhinoplasty. Which is a nose job. So that's episode 11 of season one of South Park. So yes, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, reference to the show. Share the show with all your South Park loving friends. Send a question through to southparkmailbag at gmail.com. But for now, Mr. Davis, any final words for our incredible going down to South Park listeners out there? Well, it's uh, still six months away, but I just want to say it's bad birthday. Bad birthday. <laughs> <laughs>